0: what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move.
1: What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They they have a real shot to get to.
0: Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! (laughs) They rush the floor! And now... Broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois. It's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks.
2: I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. And Eric Fry.
1: And if you're wrong, you're wrong, but at least I have the guts to step up and make something
0: happen. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
2: Welcome in. Welcome into the starting lineup. You're on ESPN Radio at 98.9. The game, February 15th, 2024. It's a Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Whatever you uh, are celebrating today, regional championship day. As well in the local sports realm, girls basketball tonight. We do have a few on a Friday night, but mm-hmm. uh majority of those uh, that uh, we have around the area that we're focused in on happen uh, tonight. So uh, we'll be uh, taking a look at that uh, schedule coming up here in uh, just a little bit. As well as we do have a little bit of boys basketball as well as uh, some have wrapped up their seasons, regular seasons already. And uh, some are continuing that tonight and uh, tomorrow as well. And I also thought it would be a good to uh, take a peek at the uh, regional brackets and the seeds that were dropped there last week. That would be a, a good to uh, hit up on of that with uh, regional play for boys coming up here shortly, as well with the regular season winding down. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, seasons winding down in the NBA, we're getting closer and closer to the All Star break as we got games that happened last night and uh, games tonight, and that's it. Then it's the All Star break there in Indianapolis. And so we'll be hitting up on at the NBA, we'll be taking a look at college basketball as well. Some more stuff that happened there last night of the schedule for uh, this evening and also uh, taking a peek at women's college basketball as well as we got some history that we uh, could be on the premises of mm-hmm. there with Miss Caitlin Clark uh, there. And I just looked at the uh, schedule today and I kind of put a. Smile on my face to see where you can find that game uh, later on if you were uh, tuned in to uh, the podcast yesterday. Uh, I think you know where I'm going with that, but uh, we'll uh, explore that a little bit later. And uh, whatever you don't get to here in the uh, Terrestrial Show, we get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion. You people know where to find that, your Mm -hmm. favorite podcasting platforms. As well as our website, fmradio.com, is a a good tool to utilize there. It's Travis Sparks talking here, and Eric is back today. Eric Fry, back in studio.
1: So, since I'm back today, Travis, coming up in the pod, we'll be talking NASCAR, of course.
2: NASCAR with the the 500.
1: Qualifying was last night. Duels are tonight. And uh, I spent yesterday predicting the entire NASCAR season. Including mm. who's going to win the championship and the playoff drivers. So maybe we'll go over that in the pod. Nice. Got to get so, that out on record before the season starts.
2: <laughs> and that also means our uh, pick them returned last week, but uh, we got the 500 to yes. pick tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow's show. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to uh, that. Yep. Uh, we'll be taking a look at everything in NASCAR. Tomorrow, and I'll see here if uh sports book that I look at yes, they finally put the uh, yes. uh odds back yes. up uh there uh they must have taken that down after qualifying mm-hmm. uh there, so uh man, I probably should have put that uh entertainment on uh a guy that I was looking at uh earlier in the week because his odds have improved uh probably there cause with his, he won the poll with his qualifying bub. Ah, you know, I guess it's a missed opportunity. And
1: again, we'll talk more in the pod, but it's just the first two drivers that are locked in and know where they're starting. The rest will be decided tonight.
2: Sure. And
1: two drivers will go home.
2: They won't even make the race? They won't even
1: make the race. After tonight, we'll know who it is. And some of the drivers, one specifically that could go home, Travis, Jimmy Johnson. Mm. Jimmy Johnson's in danger of going home. Never in his career has he had to race his way into the 500. He'll have to tonight.
2: Who am I going to pick for Pick'Em now? Huh. i have to rearrange my you picks. You will. I know. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in the uh, pod as well as uh, tomorrow as well. All right, so uh, let's uh, get today's show started here, and uh, let's kick it off with our first segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show.
0: things first
2: and we're starting off there in the NBA from last night we had a lot of teams there in action a couple of local-ish teams with the Pacers and the Bulls in action speaking of the Bulls they fell here to the Cavs last night 108 to 105 as Chicago goes down There, Donovan Mitchell goes for 30 points to help Cleveland win, 32 points. One of the top performers for Chicago was Kobe White. So, uh, not good enough to get the win, though.
1: Yeah, and uh, Cavs overcame a 17-point deficit to win that game. Second-largest comeback win Mm. of the season. Featured nine ties, Travis, and seven lead changes, all in the fourth quarter. Down the stretch, you mentioned Donovan Mitchell having 30 (sighs) points. 21 of those came in the second half. He also recorded his 50th career 30-point game with the Cavs. He's a fourth Cav player with 50 career 30-point games joining LeBron, World Be free and Kyrie Irving.
2: (laughs) World Be free
1: Yes, and Kobe White, you mentioned 32 points, 23 in the second half, but he did miss a game-tying three at the end of the game. So, uh, man, Chicago, that's, uh, that's a heartbreaker. You lead as long as you did. And uh, being up 17, 17 points. Yep, yep. Uh, if it wasn't for another come-from-behind victory that happened last night, that's getting a little more be hearing more about that. But we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the Bulls mm, 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 stumbling into uh, the All Star break.
2: Uh, they're five and five in their last uh, ten games, and uh, currently, right now, they are uh, bunched up in there with the nine spot, holding on. To the uh, uh, second-to-last play-in spot, yep. uh, a couple of games above the Hawks uh, there, but obviously three games below 500 uh, heading into the All-Star break. Now, as they don't have another game,
1: yep, and dropping two of their last three as well. So, hmm. good time for a break.
2: Yeah, I don't think there will be <laughs> any
1: Bulls players in Indy anyway. So, no, uh, I think they're they're good to get all rested up.
2: Mm. Well, you know, maybe if they they need a replacement or something, I think they already announced. Call. All that. I'll, I'll be looking they, that up. They they did they did, but uh, you know, I thought maybe yeah, break can, break the glass, call someone from Chicago. Yeah. yeah, potentially, I don't know who that would be, but uh, so uh, from that perspective, you're still all right, still in the uh, playing in uh, spot here at the All-Star Break But yep. Uh we mentioned earlier about the uh trade deadline and that's come and gone. Uh but the um Bulls didn't really do anything either they way. Know. Uh they neither added nor subtracted uh there, so uh weird spot uh for them to be in uh there. Uh speaking of the uh Pacers, uh, they won against the Raptors last night at 125 to a, one, a 27 Halliburton, 21 points, 12 assists in the win. Uh, Scotty Barnes, almost a triple-double for the Raptors. 29 points, 12 rebounds, but only 8 assists uh, there. But the uh, Pacers getting the win uh, there last night.
1: Yeah, and Travis, I love you mentioned those two players because those two players will be battling it out Saturday night in the Skills Challenge as uh, Terry's Halliburton will lead Team Pacer against Scotty Barnes and Team All-Star. So be on the lookout for that. There's also team top picks, which is Bencero, Anthony Edwards, and Victor. Yes, Victor in the skill challenge.
2: Of course he is. Yes, of
1: course he is. Trey Young will also be there as well.
2: He's mm. on Team All-Star. Uh, so uh, currently right now in the uh, standings to uh, close out the All-Star break for uh, Indiana, and the Raptors, the Pacers, are locked into that uh, sixth spot right now, uh, half game above the Heat for the last playing spot. Uh, there, so at least they're out of the play-in, uh, as of right now, they're in the Raptors, uh, you know, only 19 wins on the season, so, uh, what, they're like five games back of the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. uh, right now, so, uh, not great for, uh, the North in Toronto. Yep. Uh, let's see here, what was that other game that you are talking about with the big, that would be comeback. the
1: Clippers coming back to defeat the Warriors last night. Uh, at one point, Travis the Clippers were down uh, 12 points with 9:29 left. Uh, with 9:36 left in the game, Tyrone Liu was ejected from the game, and no. after the ejection of their coach, the Clippers they outscored the Warriors 36 to 22 to end up getting that victory. So, uh, that is not not great if you're the Warriors. The coach gets ejected for the other team, and you still end up losing? Not not great at all.
2: And um, He did it to fire up his team.
1: Yeah, I guess so. It worked. The Clippers had 44 points in the fourth quarter, Travis.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the second
1: most allowed in the fourth quarter by the Warriors under Steve Kerr. Yeah. So not not great and who was it who helped lead the charge travis well first of all uh steph curry 41 points nine three-pointers as well he's the first player with seven plus three-pointers in four straight games in nba history he's now made 253s in 10 seasons in his career double any other player in nba history yeah and bradden podzinski yep 25 points seven rebounds eight assists First Warriors rookie with 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists in the game since Klay Thompson in 2012, but
2: yeah. not enough for the win. He was a uh, perfect 5-for-5 five five from long range. Mm-hmm. He better than Klay Thompson. Oh, yeah. One for nine.
1: Uh, going back to Steph Curry, Travis, mm-hmm. he has more three-pointers in the month of February than the entire Trailblazers team combined. <laughs> He's hit 55 threes this month. The Trailblazers have 49 as a team. Wow. That when you put it like that, that's like that's incredible. Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. Also tells me the Trailblazers are bad. Yeah,
2: they aren't great.
1: Yeah, without without Dame, he's had four games with nine three pointers in February, Mm. and he's still gonna have a couple more games. You would think.
2: Just the Curry thirty-one shot attempts. Yep, from the field, nineteen attempted threes. Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: Uh, Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook had 22 points in the fourth for the Clippers. James Harden had 26 in the game. Mm-hmm. As the Clippers are now 16-2 this season when James Harden has at least 20 points.
2: Norman While Powell. George had
1: 24 points before fouling out of the game. Mm-hmm. Norman Powell. And the Warriors, Travis, this is a trend. They have now lost six games this season when leading by 15-plus points. Wow. That is second most in the NBA this year to the Spurs.
2: Which mm-hmm. the Spurs have lost a lot of games. Yeah. So uh, currently, right now, the uh, Warriors are uh, one and a half up on the last wild or wild card spot, a uh, playing spot uh, there over the uh, Jazz and the Clippers are currently third mm-hmm. in the Western Conference standings uh, there, but a, a big comeback there for uh, the Clippers, the other team from L.A. Speaking of the uh, Jazz. The Lakers won against Utah, 138 to a one and 22. AD the Unibrow goes for 37 and 15 boards in the W. There for the uh, Lakers uh, there, and yes, I believe that LeBron did not play and he did not play with the back-to-back, so uh, it was a scratch yep. oh, last a scratch. night. So uh, currently, right now. The uh, Lakers uh, to uh, close out of the All-Star break there uh, about eh, two games ahead of the uh, Warriors there for ninth in the West. Second-to-last playing spot goes to uh, them. Uh, Back at the uh, top there, the uh, Celtics got a a big performance from a couple of uh, their uh, stars. And uh, the Celtics easily won here by 50, 136-86 over Brooklyn, um, therefore, uh, Boston, just, uh, big performances all the way around. Jason Tatum, 20 points. Uh, White had 27 and Pritchard, who? Oops. Pritchard had 28 points for the Celtics. Uh, six for nine from three.
1: Nice. I'll take that.
2: Um, Peyton Pritchard. Never a heard First-round pick out of Oregon in 2020.
1: Never heard of him once.
2: I've heard of him, but uh, he's got a pretty uh, generic picture on a 2K or at least the one that I play. Mm. There, so. uh, but a 50-point victory uh, for Boston. What a way to uh, close out the All-Star break uh, for them. Uh, Boston currently six games up on the Cavs for the number one overall seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, there. Uh where is Brooklyn? Uh Brooklyn is on the outside of the playing right now. Uh they're in the eleventh spot. Uh there uh the Knicks are kinda of stumbling in the last couple of games. I know they had a lot of guys out uh last game and down the stretch really five of the last six they've lost uh and they including last night, uh the Magic won one eighteen to one hundred there. Uh, Pacharo goes for 36. Jalen Brunson 33, but not enough to beat the uh, Magic. So uh, Knicks not exactly uh, flying high into the uh, All-Star break. Uh, They've lost four in a row, but like I mentioned, five of the last six. And uh, they're currently the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference uh, there, while the uh, Magic, they're in the eighth spot right now, so they're in the play-in. Currently, right now, they're tied, technically, with the Heat. But uh, if the season ended today at the All-Star break, Magic would be in.
1: Hey, how about that?
2: Uh, And it's kind of weird how the NBA, their All-Star break, and then just about a month and a half, the playoffs will start here. Yeah, it's not halfway through this season. It's not halfway through at all. Um, But weird. Uh, The Hornets, they won against the Hawks there, 122-2 at 99 um the speaking of the heat they won against the 76ers 109 to 104 as it was uh going up for 30 points uh, there uh last night uh the grizzlies won over the uh, rockets 121 to 119 uh there the uh, pelicans won against the wizards 133 to 126 Eric Sky Zion 36 points 6 rebounds 8 assists for the big fella. Uh, the Mavericks won over the uh, Spurs. Speaking of uh, Victor Wimbiyama, he is for 26, three blocks, but uh, not good enough for the Spurs to beat the Mavs duo. 116 to 93. Kyrie 34 points in the W. There, uh, the Kings beat the Nuggets 102 to a 98. De'Aaron Fox 30 points for the win there. And then the uh, Suns won over the uh, Pistons, 116 to 100 KD. Kevin Durant, 25 points uh, for uh, him to help him lead the way over Detroit uh, there. And did this incident just happen last night? I believe it was about uh, this story about Isaiah Stewart. And yeah, he was arrested for assault Wednesday for punching Phoenix Sun center Drew Eubanks at the arena hours before the team played. So Phoenix police said Stewart was issued a citation and released. Stewart was already listed as out for the game because of a sprained left ankle. Eubanks had 6 points, 8 rebounds in 18 minutes in the Suns' win there last night. Eubanks said before the game that the altercation happened happened as he was coming onto the into the arena. He said an argument started and they were uh, chest to chest before Stewart threw the punch. Security intervened and Eubanks said he was fine for the game. The police say he suffered a minor injury there. So, wow, uh, an incident there. Uh, what was there a report about? <laughs> like the. Uh, depths of the arena or in the depths of the tunnel there but it appears it happened up the arena there so it's kind of an odd uh, situation uh, there Uh, Stewart was involved in an on-court altercation with uh, LeBron James in 2022 that saw Stewart suspended for two games and LeBron was suspended for one back uh, then Uh, Kevin Durant said after the game keep the game first there's a lot of noise. It's unfortunate what happened before the game. It's supposed to be a brotherhood, but I also understand dudes get into stuff. We try to avoid that in this league. Hopefully, we can move on from it. We all support Drew. Well, I hope so if he was the one that uh, got assaulted uh, there that you support him. But uh, just a weird, weird thing that happened there before the game. Uh, the last couple of games of all-star break. is a three on the table for tonight. Uh, the Warriors will make up that game that they uh, postponed due to that death of their staff member uh, that they had. So they'll make up that game against Utah tonight. Um, and one game on TNT tonight, it's the Bucks against the uh, Grizzlies. And the Timberwolves will close out a strong first half for them. They'll take on the Lonely Trailblazers uh, there this evening. And that's all we got. Uh, before we get to All-Star Weekend. So uh, we'll talk more about All-Star Weekend and where the uh, teams sit for the final standings going into the All-Star break for the NBA on tomorrow's show. But uh, right now we got to step away and we got to hit up on some local sports that happened last night. A little bit of a light schedule there, but we'll tell you it's more jam-packed tonight. And we'll tell you about the uh, regional championships uh, that are on the deck for tonight. Coming up next here on the starting lineup
0: the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios. We'll be right back.
2: I'm Alice Hatcher. And I'm Jonna Schultz with Effingham Animal Rescue Sanctuary. Hey, animal lovers. Do you know you can make a real difference in the lives of our furry friends? Volunteer with your local animal organization. They need your passion and your time to care for and protect animals in need. Whether it's walking dogs, helping at an adoption event, or assisting with daily care, every effort counts. Join us in creating a better world for animals. Volunteer today and be the hero that they need.
1: Around here at Wrangler, we are all excited for spring.
2: The longer days, the warmer nights. When you've got your pick of shorts and jeans, either works just fine. Because comfort keeps us going. So grab your family, your friends, and your Wrangler layers for some fresh air adventures together. Blue skies, open roads.
0: Wrangler, for the ride of life. The new year is here. Time for change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high demand
2: fields of IT, cybersecurity, and AI with my computer career in just months. Already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. And now, the starting lineup. It's a post weekend, so we got to give you the top three moments from the sports weekend. I'm boycotting. I mean. I am boycotting. It's like, oh, well. Um, I might have to do the top three without the, the music here today. <laughs> I press spacebar so many and times. Now,
0: it's time for the top three. And just, it's a Monday, I guess. On 98 9, the game.
2: Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome to the dark side of the uh, starting lineup, and uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you today, and uh, let's talk about uh, some uh, local sports, some local uh, basketball, and we'll hit up on uh, boys basketball there from uh, last night. A little bit of a light as uh, schedule. Or a Wednesday, but you'd expect that. But a few teams did wrap up their regular seasons there last night. A couple of games in, with that involved Apollo teams in one former Apollo matchup. Uh, it was Charleston winning against Paris 67 to 2 40 and nine. And Jacksonville, won over Taylorville 64 to 38. Tuscola wrapped up their uh, regular season with a win against Central A and M on the road 51 to 44. And making Meridian. One over Hayworth, fifty-eight to two of fifty, was the uh, final score there, and uh, that was it from uh, last night from boys basketball. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, schedule for this evening. We do have a little bit of a light action on a Thursday for boys basketball purposes. Uh, Dietrich is at a Grayville tonight, and in Yoga is at try or hosting Tri County. Uh, a couple of matchups in the Apollo here. Mount Zion is at Effingham. Charleston hosting Mattoon. Taylorville is at Shelbyville to close out the season. Uh, Lincoln Prairie uh, tonight. You got Clinton is at our Argenta. Unity Christian hosting Heritage. Warrensmore Latham at Sullivan. Sarah Gordo at Chrisman, And Ridgeview is at Blue Ridge. Uh, Totopolis is at Olney. Mount Carmel is at Red Hill. Uh, South Central Conference to close out of the regular season here. You had Vandalia. Uh, they're hosting a Gillespie. Litchfield is at Piasol, Carlinville at Payne, North Mac hosting a Staunton, and uh, Litchfield I do believe has another game uh, tomorrow night. But uh, hey, uh, Litchfield, I got upset there last the other night against North Mac, and they're trying to hang on and potentially uh, fend off a couple of late charges here to uh, win the regular season conference outright. And we'll see if they can pull off the W uh, tonight. We also have some junior high boys basketball at the eighth grade level tonight at the state tournament. A couple of airy ish teams uh, going for state titles tonight at the Class 1A state tournament. They're back in Warrensburg Latham, and it's in the championship game. Pain of Sacred Heart will take on Holy Cross at a seven thirty. And in the Class 2A state championship game at Kankakee Bishop McNamara, it's Central AM against Mount Serling Brown County at a seven thirty tonight as well. And then, of course, we have the uh, regional championship games tonight for girls basketball. We do have a few uh, on deck for tomorrow, but a lot of them are tonight, including a lot of NTC teams involved here and teams that we pay attention to uh, here tonight and Effingham as well. Uh, Class 1A Dietrich Regional Championship, that's where I'll be at tonight, and it's going to be there uh, with the uh, number two seed, Altamont, they are 23-6 on the season, and they're taking on the 3 of Decatur, St. Teresa, and uh, the Bulldogs of St. T coming in at 18-9 this season. And uh, you can hear that over on Jack FM, 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM. And uh, this game was originally supposed to tip off at 6 o'clock, but it has now been pushed back 30 minutes later. It will tip off there at 6.30, so a little bit later of a pregame, but we'll have coverage for you of Altamont and Saint a lot of Orange being in the building tonight. And I do have some numbers here of uh, regional titles and their last regional titles, but I want to also start. I don't want to point the finger at anybody, but uh, if some of these are wrong, blame the IHSA uh, because to get a full peek behind the curtain, if you look on uh, the team records uh, for uh, some of these teams, uh, you'll see their regional titles, Some of them haven't been put in for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, Like when I was looking at St. Anthony, it said their last regional title was in 21-22. I was like, how is that possible? They were in the sectional semifinals against Tuscola last year. I know, because I was there. But IHSA doesn't have that accounted for. So uh, if some of these teams won regionals last year, they didn't get counted. But uh, Altamont has 10 regional titles to their name. Uh, They're trying to win it for the first time since 2019 and 2020. And as St. T, they have 16 regional titles to their name. And they also are looking for their first regional championship since that 2020 season. In the Class 1A St. Anthony Regional Championship, we have an NTC battle here. We have a St. Anthony, 23 and 8 on the season. They have seven regional titles in their girls basketball history, including last year as well. Regional champs, and like I mentioned, just mentioned, they fell to a Tuscola uh, there in the sectional semis. St. Anthony has never won a, a sectional title in girls basketball. Uh, put that. There as well. They're looking to change that and make some history uh, there for the sisterhood and coach uh, Rios there. Uh, wins is two straws. Uh, they upset Central A&M the other night and uh, they have got that 20 win plateau only the second time that their basketball program has hit the 20-win plateau. So they have never won a regional title in girls basketball. Uh, and these two teams have squared off twice before in the regular season on all the way back in November. So towards the beginning of the season, it was there at St. Anthony, and the Bulldogs won 72-48. And then in the NTC tournament, the first round, it was St. Anthony also a victor, 62-23 was the final score there, and that was back on January 15th there. So uh, that game is scheduled to tip off at 6 o'clock for the Regional Championship. Class 1A Oka Valley Regional Championship, that sees the number one seed at Tuscola. They're 26-2 and on the year. They have 15 regional titles to their credit, including last year, and they fell in the sectional championship to Nioga last year in Casey. Uh, they're up against the 4 seed Tri-County and uh, the titans are 21 and 9 16 regional titles to their name and they were also there in that sectional in uh casey and they also fell to nioga there that's how nioga advanced to take on tuscola uh there so uh we'll see what happens there in bethany tonight six o'clock tip-off for that one in Centralia at the Chrysler Rock Lutheran Regional Championship, it's the number one overall seed there. Uh, Oakville 19-11, they got 25 regional championships to their name. And, of course, uh, they won the uh, state title there uh, last year and uh, their third state championship in their girls' basketball history for the Rockets. And they'll be up against a team from the NTC at South Central. And uh, they are the four seed are the Cougars. I have them down at 14-15 and this season, and they have only had one previous regional championship, and it was all the way back in the 08-09 season. But they're trying to pull off and shock the world, you'd say, against the defending 1A state champions there tonight in Centralia. In the Class 2A Lawrenceville Regional Championship, by the way, I didn't mention it. That tips off at 7 o'clock. Lawrenceville Regional Championship, it's the two-seed Mount Carmel. The Aces this season are LIC champs, and they are 26-4 and on the year. Nine regional championships to their name. Last time that happened was in the 2018 a season. They've never won a sectional title uh, to know as well. Four on the other side, well... This team has multiple sectional titles and multiple state appearances as well. It's the three-seed wooden shoes of Teutopolis. And uh, uh, T-Town this year, I have them down for 11-10. and 10. They've won 40 regional titles, including last year. And they lost to uh, Pena in the uh, uh, sectional semifinals there. And also to note, they ended Mount Carmel season last year in the regional uh, championship last year as well. Uh, Class 2A a Sullivan Regional Championship at 7 o'clock tonight as well. That's when T-Town plays as well, by the way, if I didn't mention that. Number 1 seed, Mora Forsyth. They are 23-6 and six on the season. 5 regional titles to their name. Last one was been a while. 2009-2010. They're up against the 4 seed Sullivan. And they're 20-11 this year. 13 regional titles to their name. Last one was done in 2019. 7 o'clock tip-off for that one. Monticello Regional Championship at 7 o'clock. It's the two-seed Tolono Unity. They're 19 and 11 this year. 19 regional titles to their name, and their last one came in 2020. They're up against the Paris Tigers. They're 20 and 11 this season. 22 regional championships, including last year, and they got all the way to Super Sectionals before falling to Breeze Modern Day. Uh, Also in 2A, you got the Fairfield Regional Championship, and that's the number one seed there, uh, Robinson, and Robinson 24-5 and this season, and uh, they have six regional titles to their name, including last year, they broke a little bit of a drought, it had been since 2004 up until last year, and uh, they eventually lost to Paris in their rubber match. Last year in the semifinals. And if you're wondering, if Paris wins against Tolono, Robinson wins against Carmine White County, they would face each other in the sectional semifinals uh, there. So uh, two teams that are very familiar with each other, both in the same conference and both in a postseason uh, play as well. And that's uh, part of the Newton uh, sectional and the uh, Sullivan Regional Champion will take on the winner of the Lawrenceville Regional Champion uh, there in Newton as well. It feeds into that sectional. Uh, like I mentioned, Robinson, they're trying to win against Carmine White County. They're 26-5 and five this year. They have uh, 13 regional championships to their name, including the last one in 2010. So it's been a while. Tip-off at 7. Pinckneyville Regional Championship, the number one seed, Breeze Central, against the four seed, Carlisle at 7 staunton regional championship is the two seed staunton they're 26 and five they only have one regional championship last year and they lost in the sectional championship to camp point central last year they're against roxana who pulled off the upset the other night they come in at the seven seed former conference foes here uh, Roxana 18 and 14 on the year. They have two regional titles to their name. The last one been a while since 2002, and this is a rematch of earlier in the season. Earlier in December, on December 4th to be exact, Staunton pulled off the win, 52 to 18, there on that night. Class 3A regional Cha- 3A Salem regional championship. The two seed Hearts of Effingham. They come in at 27 and 4 on the year, nine regional titles to their name, and the last one was in 2019. Last year they lost in the regional championship to Mattoon. Uh, they're up against uh, the Little Orphan Annie's, Centralia. They come in as the five seed at 7 o'clock tonight. 19 and 9 is Centralia. 18 regional championships, and the last one came in 2012. Uh, 3A Carbondale High School Regional Championship, the two-seed Heron against the six-seed Marion at 7. The Jerseyville Regional Championship, Quincy Notre Dame, the number one seed against the five-seed Jerseyville at 7 o'clock. The 3A Champaign Central Regional Championships sees the number one seed Mount Zion. Uh, they come in at 19 and 12, and they've got 14 regional championships to their name, including last year, and they lost to Lincoln in the sectional semis. Champaign Central, only 13 and 16 I have them down for this year, uh, five regional championships to their name. The last one was in 2010, and that tips off at six. Danville High School Regional Championship, the two-seeded decatur MacArthur. They come in. I have them down for as 12-18 and on the year, and uh, their last regional championship was in 2022, and uh, they're taking on Muhammad. They've had some turmoil this season. If you haven't heard about the uh, Bulldogs, they've had several head coaches there with some administrative changes uh, there and uh, some uh, just a dark cloud kind of over the uh, program there for uh, the girls' basketball program, but they can, despite all that, possibly be re- regional champions tonight, and that would be a great accomplishment there. Six o'clock in Danville tonight, Muhammad 12 and 19 is what I have them down for. So uh, they've had a couple of uh, coaching changes, so uh, haven't had a lot of information as of late uh, being reported about the final scores and whatnot, but uh, they won a regional championship last year and they lost to Rochester in the sectional semifinals. The 3A Geneseo Regional Championships, he's the number one seed, Lincoln, and the Rail Splitters are 32-0 this season, 19 regional championships to their name. And, of course, last year they had that heartbreak losing in the state championship game uh, there to Nazareth Academy, so they finished the year off last year 36-1 on the season, and so... Uh, Chloe Frobey and uh, the uh, rail sweaters are trying to get back there to the state title game. And they're up against Dunlap tonight at seven o'clock. Dunlap is 17 and 12 on the season. 11 regional championships to their name. The last one came in 2002. It's been a while Mm -hmm. for them. Uh, Morton is up against the Galesburg as well. in the Galesburg regional championship uh, Pontiac regional championship, Washington against Metamora and Uh, The Morris Regional Championship, Morris, against the three-seed Kankakee uh, there uh, tonight in the girls' basketball. And we'll tell you about those regional champions on tomorrow's show and where they'll meet in the uh, sectionals also on tomorrow's show as well. All right, I want to take a quick peek at the uh, boys' regionals uh, coming up at the start of next week. So we'll hit up on that coming up next, as well as I wanted to uh, touch on about uh, the IHSA announcing a a new sanctioned sport by the IHSA coming for the fall of 2024 as well. So uh, we'll be hitting up on that coming up next here on the starting lineup
0: the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back.
1: Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank in Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham, equal housing lender and member FDIC.
2: Just a few hours away, Music City is waiting for you to make your next getaway a hit. Experience Nashville's creative energy filled with live music, world-class attractions, year-round sporting events, and a diverse food scene. To plan your trip, go to
0: visitmusiccity.com. Networks make it possible to share data from lots of places, like a bird sanctuary. Good eye. There is a typo. Thanks. But to make them powerful enough to deliver new opportunities at the edge, you need CDW and Aruba. CDW experts can help design and implement an Aruba Edge services platform which unifies, secures, and automates network environments everywhere so you can translate data into innovation. Sorry, do you mind? This is confidential. Aruba makes visibility at the edge possible. CDW makes it powerful. Learn more at cdw.com slash aruba.
2: You go from 72 and a sunny in Atlanta and then uh, 48 degrees in Minnesota uh, for this They're one indoors, with the Tigers. Okay. They're not indoors. Oh, not anymore. Never mind. <laughs> that has long since been imploded. The starting lineup. Uh, and it's also a Shohei Otani Day as yep. he's on the mound against the Guardians. We'll be uh, looking in on a Shohei yep. uh, later in the night. Shohei, 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 Shohei. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what that was.
1: It's a chant that they do at, like, soccer games. Oh, Ole, ole, Olay, yeah.
2: but you kind of were off a little bit. I was there. trying to fit Shohei in there, but it's very hard. It doesn't uh, quite go with the beat. No. I tried, though. It really doesn't. You, you tried. Another team that tried last night was the Hawks. On ninety-eight-nine, The Game.
1: Shohei, Shohei, Shohei. Eric Cry, Sports Center update. The Blues begin a four game homestand with a game against the Edmonton Oilers at Enterprise Center tonight. The Blues are coming off a 4 1 loss to the Maple Leafs Tuesday night. St. Louis fourth in the Central Division with 58 points, a 28 22 2 record. Tonight's game starts at 7 o'clock. The Cardinals begin the long march to opening day by holding their first team workouts at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium yesterday. Cardinals had pitchers and catchers in bullpen sessions on the backfields as the team warms up for the 24 season after the workouts manager Ali Marmol told reporters that he believes that the Cardinals have the players put them back in the postseason after a last place finish in 2023. St. Louis's first exhibition game is on February 24th against the Marlins, and we'll have that right here on 98.9 The Game. College basketball from action yesterday. Missouri State lost to Murray State in Southern Illinois. Fell against Belmont. Tonight, SAU Edwardsville hosts Lindenwood. Eastern Illinois welcomes Southeast Missouri State, and Western Illinois is at Tennessee Tech. The Blackhawks aim to avoid an eighth loss in a row when they host the Pittsburgh Penguins. On the United Center night. Blackhawks come off a 4 2 loss to Vancouver Tuesday night. Chicago's last in the Central Division with 31 points and a 14 36 3 record. Tonight's game starts at 7 30. White Sox are adding a three time all star to their roster. Team signed Mike Moustakis to a minor league deal yesterday. The contract includes an invitation to spring training. Moustakis was with the Rockies and Angels last season.
2: Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Uh, Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center reads and what do I come into today? We got the uh, schedule laid yes. out for the broadcast for all the Cardinal season. This includes the regular season, too. So yes, uh, it's finally becoming real. Yes, spring training coming Saturday. Travis, well, yeah. our first game? How about that? Ninety nine.
1: The game Saturday.
2: Very cool. So
1: yes, yes, yes.
2: It's coming closer. Uh,
1: well, I mean, there's still some time. Uh, March twenty eighth. Twenty
2: eighth. Mm hmm.
1: It's opening day.
2: Yeah, I right.
1: believe that's that. That sounds right in my head.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Twenty-eighth. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it takes a while for it to be meaningful baseball, but mm-hmm. baseball will be back on the air, which means you'll have a couple shorter uh, starting lineup shows coming up.
2: Yeah, I five see. So. I see that. Yeah, it's not going to eat up too much nope. uh, of our time for a little while uh, there, but. Uh, so yeah, very exciting yes, spring training yes, yes, yes. Uh, coming down the uh, line. Uh, there, I uh, wanted to uh, hit up on a couple of things here from the uh, IHSA, uh, both on the uh, uh, postseason side for the boys basketball as well, but uh, also uh, the uh, IHSA announced there uh, yesterday. Uh, that they're coming out with a a new sanctioned sport for the fall of 2024. And uh, the uh, board of directors actually approved this at Mm. the uh, February 5th meeting, but uh, didn't see a formal announcement until uh, yesterday. But it looks like girls flag football uh, will uh, debut as a IHSA sanctioned sport coming up this fall.
1: And we had heard that there was, you know, some rumors and momentum. And I know in the Chicago area they've been having a lot of success with it. Mm I I don't know, Travis, how far this is going to expand, right? Um, But IHSA does have commitments from over 100 schools to participate in 2024, with nearly uh, 40 other schools uh, anticipate fielding a team in 2025. Uh, Of course, Chicago Public League is happy about it. Um, Right. So I again, it makes me wonder, is it just going to be that area thing or is this going to be across the entire state? Um, It'll be interesting to see October 11th and 12th uh, will be the state finals. So Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be Friday and Saturday. So, again, we don't really know much about, you know, what is going to happen with this, Um, you know. They don't know, you know. They haven't announced yet. Kind of, you know, eleven player, eight player, north, south, class one, two, three, four. What are we? What are we looking at here? Yeah. And obviously, that's because we're still waiting to kind of figure out what the schools are, what the, you know, where the area is that that we're going to be looking at. Um, me personally, and we have a show, so I can air my personality in this. I personally feel Travis, this is going to be one of those things that we hardly see anything happen not in a big city i think think this will be a chicago thing it'll be a east st louis area thing and that's you know your class eight seven six schools Hmm. and that'll probably be about it right um because again with the time frame this is going to be this is going to be during the time of volleyball And leading up to volleyball season, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we already have some schools that have a hard time with, you know, girls wanting to do volleyball and basketball and being stretched. So I don't see it in our area being Mm -hmm. as huge of a deal, but I could be proven wrong. I could be proven 100% wrong, and I hope I am. Right. Because it just gives us another sport to talk about and another sport to, you know, see.
2: Yeah, right. The uh, Chicago Public League has been uh, doing this uh, flag football with uh, girls for a while now, but this is now just the first year that's going to be sanctioned uh, by the IHSA joining some new state series that have been approved by IHSA competition uh, like Girls Wrestling, uh, which was approved along with eSports in 2022. Lacrosse was approved in 2018, both for boys and girls, and then competitive dance was also added. In a 2013, mm-hmm. as well as IHSA uh, sports there, so uh, yeah, you're probably right. It's probably not going to go very far past uh, the the Chicago land uh, area suburbs of Chicago. Um, and
1: again, I think the fact that they made the announcement at Hallis Hall is all tells you. Tells you all you need, all you need to, all you to know. You need huh? to know. Um, <laughs> that that's uh, that's what I think. So oh, yeah, it, it's gonna kind of stay up there. Again, I, I hope not. I hope it expands throughout the whole state. Uh, Illinois now the ninth state to have girls flag football as a state sport. Um, hmm. But, again, it just I, – I don't know. Um, right. First practices will be August 12th, and uh, they're hoping over time that they'll end the season over Thanksgiving weekend the same as the boys. But uh, teams, again, can play up to 25 games during the regular season – Possibly multiple games a week. Um, they must play at least six games to compete in the state series. And right now the model is for 32 regionals and eight sectionals. That'll send eight champions to the state finals. So, I don't know. I don't I, 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 Yeah. I don't know. Right. And weekdays and playoff series could accommodate 192 teams, they said. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be that much interest. I I hope so, but I don't know.
2: Uh, Like you uh, mentioned there in the article, 100 schools have going to participate Mm -hmm. and uh, 40 other schools express interest for another season. So uh, maybe that list can uh, grow. Uh, They do have a a deadline to potentially uh, get the uh, proper ducks in the row to be able to – uh, have this as a sanctioned sport. Uh, licensing uh, individuals interested in becoming officials. Uh, that's just the officials mm-hmm. uh, there on May first, twenty
1: twenty four. Well, and Travis, we may you know, I'll I'll put out some feelers and we may reach out to some of the ads we know in the area and kind of see if there's an, an interest that the local level in this
2: sure um but yeah like you mentioned there with uh just about uh numbers being spread so thin mm-hmm. sometimes it, it would be hard to field some teams yep. uh, from our area but i uh, just saw that pop up on the on the timeline mm-hmm. uh there uh yesterday uh, but uh, we uh, will take a look at the uh, regional play uh, that begins with the uh, boys basketball on uh, tomorrow's show. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, push that back uh, there, and we'll have the schedule of the postseason mm-hmm. for the boys up on the website. Uh, I believe it'll be posted a little bit later uh, today. So uh, check out the uh, website for that FEM Radio. But right now, we got to close things down here. We're up against the clock, and we close it down with a little college basketball, closing things out, as well as some women's college basketball as well. On the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from
0: 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back.
2: Three six three seven, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now, and uh, number one in the West, give me Vegas, all in on Vegas. Give me the Raiders winning this division with Derek Carr. The starting lineup. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. <laughs> all right, uh, Raiders. Derek Carr's trash. 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 Wow, no respect. Worst QB in the division. That's why he has a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> It'll why. stay
1: there because he can't win the big <laughs> games. We'll see. We will
0: see. We'll see. On 98.9 The Game.
2: Uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9 say a smidge a bit longer. We'll continue the conversation in the uh, podcast. Had some uh, stuff to uh, hit up on uh, there with some uh, NASCAR being involved as well. Uh, Last night uh, there in uh, college basketball to uh, close things out. We had blowouts all over the place and it was supposed to be a uh, top 25, top 15 matchup Uh, When Eric mentioned this in the uh, pre-show meeting, Mm -hmm. that South Carolina game, I was like, women's? I know we're talking about women's basketball today, but no, no, it was the men. I I didn't realize they were number 11 in the country. Yeah. (laughs) They got walloped against Auburn. Auburn's number 13, but 101 to 61. Ouch. That's bad. Oh. I mean,
1: that's that's just pitiful for two ranked teams. Yeah. How is South Carolina 21
2: and 4 and getting destroyed? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was on the road, but I don't know how I, that happens. I don't happens. care. You don't get destroyed by 40 <laughs>
1: points if you're
2: a top 25 team. I know. Yeah, that definitely shouldn't happen. Uh, Tennessee won in a uh, blowout as well against Arkansas, but at least Arkansas wasn't ranked 92 uh, right. 63. Was the final there and also uh, number one, UConn, proven why they're number one as well. Uh, Walloping DePaul, who's 0 13 in the Big East, 101 65 for the number one Huskies.
1: Figured it out, Travis. South Carolina, 8 of 52 from the field and 3 of 15 from
2: 3. Those are Illinois numbers. Those are <laughs> Illinois numbers. That's right.
1: And it doesn't do any favors when the opponent goes 61% from the field and 12 of 20 from 3. Mm. Those numbers don't help. No. So basically Auburn didn't miss a darn thing all night. Okay. I guess
2: not. Only 7 turnovers for the Tigers, 13 for South Carolina with that performance. So yep. uh it was a odd night in uh, college basketball uh there and I did see uh, uh last night with the uh, funny images there from uh Detroit Mercy who uh, had a lengthy losing streak that was snapped. They were 0-26 this season, and uh, they won. And it was a uh, one-man court-storming. Oh, nice. uh, As well as they snapped their 27-game losing streak that they were on. (laughs) (laughs) One-man court-storm.
1: Better than nothing, I guess.
2: I guess, and also it's like, eh... We uh, they can't take us all, right? <laughs> Not when it's one person. So, uh, last night in the Big Ten as well, uh, Michigan State won over Penn State eighty-two to seventy-two, and they did that really in the first half. Uh, they came from behind a little bit, did the Nittany Lions, but came up short. And a team that Illinois will see uh, coming up this weekend it's Maryland, as uh, they uh, came from behind in the second half, as they just kind of. Blew out Iowa there in that second half. They won seventy eight two as sixty six uh, there. So that's what to look forward to this weekend in mm-hmm. Maryland. At that uh, top twenty five tonight, Temple at twenty four, FAU, Minnesota at number two, of uh, Purdue and Pepperdine is not uh, at number eighteen, uh, Saint Mary's, and uh, let's see, is there anything else in the uh, Big Ten tonight besides that Purdue game? Yeah, Northwestern up against Rutgers. There, and I saw one of Northwestern's players was out for the rest of the year uh, there. So, we'll see how that affects them uh, going forward there. And then also in women's basketball uh, tonight, we got a pivotal matchup there with uh, all eyes in Iowa. And that's number four, Hawkeyes, as Caitlin Clark is only eight points away. She's getting
1: it tonight, Travis. From
2: breaking the record. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that she'll get it. Uh, The uh, uh, women's all-time scoring record uh, there, Kelsey Plum, is leading it now, but not after tonight. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned here at the very bottom of the show, if you listened to any of the podcasts yesterday, where can you find this game? Peacock. Of course. The most important game in in women's college basketball this season is on Peacock. Of course. Of course. It's like Albert Pools hitting his big home run. You can find it on Apple TV. Yep. You can find it on Peacock. Maybe I'll uh, be able to uh, find my – Peacock will be able to find my email. Maybe. Have to see if I can – great, I have to try to log in and watch it on my phone (laughs) tonight as well, so we'll see how well that goes, bub. Uh, We'll be hitting up on uh, that and Kalen Clark breaking the uh, uh, scoring record uh, tonight against, who is it against, too? Michigan Michigan. as well. So uh, we'll head up on that as well as we'll recap everything in the girls' postseason that happens tonight as well. But that'll do it here for us. We'll switch things over into the pod, so uh, download it there. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Carlin versus Joe. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. (laughs) Hehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehe Hehehehehehehehe. <laughs> Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting uh, lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here. And we got some stuff to uh, clean up from the uh, show. We also got some uh, stuff to talk about with NASCAR, with our NASCAR resident, NASCAR expert, Eric. Thank you. Over there. And uh, we also got some This Date in Sports History as well. Yep. So uh, let's uh, get into it. Is there anything on? Sports Center anything you want to hit on? Yeah, let's talk
1: Sports Center. The Cubs begin the long march to opening day by holding their first team workout at Sloan Park yesterday, as the Cubs did bullpen session as team warms up. 2024 season catcher Jan Gomes told reporters after practice he's excited to turn the page with new manager Craig Council. Chicago's first game will be February 23rd against the White Sox.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've traveled all the way to Arizona for two Chicago teams to face each other. Hmm. Travis has baffled me when I saw it. The 49ers are on a search for a new defensive coordinator just days after their Super Bowl 58 loss. San Francisco yeah. fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes on Wednesday after one season with the team.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. That. I think that kind of was surprising to everybody.
1: Yeah, very much so. I, I thought that we talked about on the show, Travis. Yes, the 49ers lost, but I thought that defense did a very good job of limiting mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Right. Forced and- turnovers... Yeah. You
2: know. And we uh I think I was talking to it with uh Derek mm-hmm. uh, as well about uh, you know, when that injury uh happened. Yeah. Uh, to Greenlaw, the kind of defense looked a little bit different after mm-hmm. that, but yeah, I I don't really think that it warranted a firing or parting ways or whatever, but yeah. Um yeah. Odd.
1: Kyle Shanahan said that they'll look for both internal and external replacements. One place they will not be looking is Kansas City, as they've signed their defense coordinator, Steve Spagnola, to a contract extension.
2: Yep. Spags. He's, he's going to be back. Staying on. Yep.
1: Um, Ohio State Buckeyes are on the search for a new men's basketball coach. The university fired Chris Holtman following a 14-11 start to the season.
2: So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: been he had four years remaining on his contract, the school said that he will receive a buyout of twelve point eight million dollars. Travis, could you imagine getting paid twelve point eight million to be really bad at your job that you don't have to do it anymore? Yeah,
2: that would be nice. We're paying a you twelve point eight
1: million to not do your job
2: anymore. Mm-hmm. Someone, some coach said it best. Where's the door? Yeah,
1: Major League Baseball is making an effort to enforce one of its rules a little bit more this season. According to ESPN, the league intends to strictly enforce the obstruction rule around the bases instrumenting umpires to be more diligent in calling the infraction obstruction is defined as the act of a fielder who while not in possession of the ball or not in the act of feeling the ball impedes the progress of any runner mm. so be on the lookout for that this season and travis you know how we had talked about how the nba trade deadline was so blah there's nothing there yeah well we almost had a major splash mm-hmm. thanks to the splash brothers as ESPN reports that Golden State made an unsuccessful bid to trade for LeBron James.
2: I've, I've heard that. Neither the Lakers
1: nor James were willing to consider the potential blockbuster that would pair up arguably two of the game's greatest players of all time. The Lakers and mortgaged, by the way, ninth and 10th, respectively, in the West. So imagine what a splash that would have been, pun intended, if LeBron would have been traded to Golden State.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been something
1: probably LeBron and, and Steph, I, I, you figure um, Wiggins would probably go to L.A. Probably Clay Thompson would go to L.A.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kaminga was also uh, yep. thrown around a yep. potential piece to be involved with that as well.
1: Part of me really wishes LeBron would have said yes. That <laughs> would have made the NBA trade deadline at least fun. And it would
2: have came out of nowhere, too. Yeah,
1: no one would have expected that. No. But... Hmm. You, you, if you're the Lakers, you can't make that trade.
2: No. And I'm not really surprised that LeBron uh, didn't want it in the sense of, I mean, Gold State's still in California, but right. you got to stay there in, in L.A. with Bronny and your family, yep. Bronny at USC and whatnot.
1: Well, and not only that, but also, you know, if the Lakers would be Detroit Piston bad this year, then maybe you consider it. yeah. If from a Lakers standpoint, mm. but you're a spot ahead of Golden State. Why are you giving them your best player? Right. So, But I applaud the GM of Golden State for at least reaching out. At least trying to make something happen.
2: I guess. So that's all I got. Just not meant to be. All you got there. All right. So, uh. Oh,
1: actually, I did have something else. Okay. Uh, EA Sports dropped a trailer for the new college football game. Uh, they did. Yes. It has nothing meaningful in it. Um, but they do address the rumors that the game wasn't going to happen. And they announced that we will know more information in May and that the game will be out this summer.
2: This summer. This summer. Hmm.
1: Which, May is part of summer so
2: (laughs) barely but yeah i just
1: there's not a whole lot of time here and still in the trailer they did not show us any actual game footage they showed us developmental footage of stadiums and of jerseys and mascots but we saw no players Mm. and no on-field action so until i see that travis this game is not happening (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh I believe it's happening, but like I told you, you're gonna be disappointed. Oh, I know I am. It's just gonna look same like Madden with the uh, college paint on it. Yep. So instead
1: so of bidding for free agents in the offseason, you'll bid for transfers using NIL. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So But it's worth the minute twenty two watch if you haven't watched it. Just uh I haven't hear what they have to say.
2: I kind of saw that they changed their uh Kind of stuff information yep. on uh, Twitter, or X, I guess. Yep. Their display pic and their header, and saying, coming this summer, a full reveal in May. Mm-hmm. So, I did see that.
1: Yep. So, there you go. Um, That's all I got.
2: All you got. All right, so... Uh, before we go to uh, uh, NASCAR, do you want to get to the state sports history?
1: Yeah, we can do the state in sports history. Yeah, um, let's get to it. On
2: the state
1: in 1994, Kentucky overcomes a 31-point deficit to be LSU. On the state in 1999, Reggie White officially retires from the NFL for the first time. He had 192 and a half sacks when he retired for the first time in 1999. He returned to the NFL for one more year in 2000 with the Panthers and picked up five and a half more sacks to bring his career total to 198. Hmm. On this date in 2006, Paul Pierce scores a career-high 50 points for the Celtics in a 113-109 loss to the Cavaliers. Hmm. And finally, on this date in 1998, Travis Dale Hart Sr. Wins, wins the Daytona 500 for the first time in his 20th start in the race. Ah, So, there you go. There you go. Still gives me goosebumps whenever I watch that clip back of Mike Joy does a great job announcing, you know, 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. The Daytona 500 belongs to Dale Earnhardt.
2: Finally did it. Yep.
1: Yep. So, there you go.
2: There you go. All right. So, uh, let's get to... uh get to some nascar here then all right
1: we're gonna we're gonna talk some nascar here um and we're not gonna talk about specifically the 500 we're talking very broad we're, we're looking at the whole season this is kind of our nascar season preview okay but what we are gonna do is we're gonna talk about uh qualifying last night it was joey logano who won the poll so he will be starting on the poll for the daytona 500 michael mcdowell was second um that is interesting, Travis, in a couple of ways. One is that Joey Logano drives for Team Penske, which is one of the top teams in NASCAR. But Roger Penske had never won a Daytona 500 pole until last really? night. And he finally got it.
0: Hmm. The
1: other thing that's interesting, and this is going to be a big story to follow throughout the year, is that the Fords have a new body. They have an entirely new Mustang that they um, are debuting this, this season. And the Toyotas have an entirely new car as well. So the Chevys are kind of a year behind everyone else. So a lot of people saying that that is interesting as far as will it help the performance of the Fords. The mm. fact that Ford swept the front row tells right. me that those Fords are faster. So that'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. Um, now we head to the dual races where those are the qualifying races. So you have the guys who qualified odd in one race, even in another. And where you finish is your your starting spot for the actual Daytona 500. Scheduled, and I'm using that word. Scheduled. Scheduled for Sunday. Yeah. Scheduled for Sunday. There's a 70% chance of rain on Sunday in Daytona Beach. So Ouch. Not uh, not holding my breath there. But there are uh, six drivers competing for four spots, Travis. We already know two of them are locked in, no matter what, um, due to their qualifying times. Those would be the 60 car and the 62 car. So that would be um, Anthony Alfredo and David Reagan. Last night, they were the fastest of the cars who were not guaranteed a starting spot. So they, no matter what happens in the duels, they are in the race. They're in. Four drivers are competing now for two final spots. Those four drivers are Kaz Grala, JJ Yaley, BJ McLeod, and Jimmy Johnson.
2: Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Hmm.
1: First time in his career, he's having to race for a spot in the Daytona 500. Wow. He should get it fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Again, no mechanical failures, no accidents, nothing like that. Right but we'll we'll have to see the other one who should be in okay is Kaz Grala he should be all right because he is in another uh front row motorsports car so he has fast speed he just had a mechanical issue in his qualifying lap last night so he should I also feel should be okay to make it in but that's kind of what you're looking out for in tonight's race is those go and go homers so um Jimmy will be in that first race so Be on the lookout for that 84 car. See if he makes it in. Uh, Or does Jimmy Johnson miss out on his first 500?
2: Got to race his way in.
1: Hmm. Might be the highest finishing, non-locked-in driver. Hmm. All right. Let's talk big picture NASCAR, Travis. As I have sat down, I've looked through the notes. I've looked through past races. And I am predicting the playoffs. I have picked playoffs. every every race, I have a winner for every single race, and I have who I think are going to be the 16 drivers making the playoffs.
2: Wow. Alrighty. Okay.
1: Are you ready for this?
2: Um, I think I'm ready.
1: Okay. So we're going to start with the drivers I have only getting one win this year, but still making the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Drivers
1: getting one win include two guys getting their first ever wins. So we'll wait on those for a second, but... I have Joey Logano getting a win and making the playoffs. Just one.
2: He only had one last year.
1: Ross Chastain getting a win and making the playoffs.
2: Yep, he was in last year.
1: Chris Buescher only getting one win and making the playoffs. He had three last year. Yeah. but I think he he takes a little step back this year. But I think he'll still be a top ten driver in the standings. But I only have him having one win. I have Bubba getting a win.
2: Yeah, he and did not last he year. He did
1: not, but he did make the playoffs. He did, yep. I have his teammate Tyler Reddick getting a win. If I had to pick, I'd say Kansas because those 2311 cars and Toyota in general are so good at Kansas.
2: Mm-hmm. I have
1: William Byron Travis getting one win.
2: No way. Yes. Not more than that.
1: I'm only thinking one, and here's why. As I said, the Chevys are behind. They have an old car. They're not getting a new car till next year. So everyone else has updated stuff. The Chevys Hmm. have older material that they're working with. I still think that they'll be contenders. I still have a Chevy in the playoffs, in in the championship four. But I don't think they'll be as strong as they were last year because the Fords and Toyotas have caught up to them. Hmm. Plus, Legacy Motorsports has switched from Chevy to Toyota. So there's more Toyota teams to help out the Toyota effort.
2: Hmm. So... That's just going to be crazy going from six wins mm-hmm. to just one.
1: But we've seen it in the past. Mm-hmm. We have seen it. Um, I have Kyle Busch getting one win. Yep. I have Chase Elliott getting one win.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, b has had some suspensions. Yep, some yep. Injury. Injury. Yep. So he didn't get any last year.
1: And the two drivers I have getting their first wins and making the playoff because of it, Travis – Corey LaJoy, mm. he's in that Spire Motorsports, which just teamed up with Andretti Autosports. They have so much money. They're getting a lot of investment in this team. And with the first two races this year, Daytona and Atlanta, two super speedways. He almost won Atlanta a couple years ago. That team's going to try and come out strong out of the gates because they're going to have something to prove.
2: Wow. Two top fives and three top tens for Mm -hmm. Corey LaJoy last year. He's
1: good on super speedways, and specifically Atlanta. He was leading that race until Chase Elliott passed him two years ago. Mm. I look for Corey LaJoy to get that win at Atlanta.
2: Wow. And the other one I
1: have, Travis, is someone who's been knocking on the door of a win, and that's Ty Gibbs. I think Ty Gibbs breaks through and gets his first win in a cup car this year.
2: We could see that.
1: Uh, multiple wins. I have Brad Keselowski getting two wins.
2: Really? And it would
1: not shock me at all if he wins the Daytona 500. Brad's never won the 500. He's always up there close. He's always pushing his teammates. I think this is finally his year. With the f- speed we've seen out of the Fords, I could hmm. see it being his year. Okay. I have Ryan Blaney for two wins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have Kyle Larson for two wins. Even though, as I talked about with the Chevys, Kyle Larson can sit down and drive just about anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, he had uh, four last year. Yep.
1: I have Martin Truex Jr. getting three wins.
2: Mm-hmm. And I have Denny
1: Hamlin getting two.
2: Denny, he had three last year. He did. So that's
1: your that's your playoff. I have every playoff driver winning a race. Mm. So... I doubt that that's going to happen, but we had it close a couple years ago where I think we had 15 different winners of the 16 playoff drivers. So the first round of the playoffs this year, Atlanta, Watkins, Glenn, and Bristol. Yep. I like Elliott, Byron, and Bell to win those races and advance. Other drivers I have advancing, Larson, Truex, Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Logano, Blaney, Reddick, Bush, and Ty Gibbs, so that means I am eliminating Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Bubba after the first round, mm. Chris Busher after the first round, Ross Chastain after the first round, and Corey LaJoy after the first
2: round. Uh, LaJoy makes it, but doesn't make past the first guy.
1: Although he could sneak in an Atlanta win. That's the opener of the playoffs. He Ooh. could sneak in an Atlanta win. But if he has any issues there, he's not a great road course driver, and the I don't think the cars will have much speed on the, on the short track at Bristol. So mm-hmm. um, same thing with Bubba. Bubba could sneak in, in a, a win in Atlanta, but if he doesn't, he's going to be behind the eight ball. Not a great road course driver. Um, Chastain has a good chance, but I just ran out of spaces. Um, so we move on to the next round of the playoffs, which is Kansas, Talladega, and the Roval. I have Tyler Reddick winning Kansas. As I said, won there last year in the playoffs. If you watch the the Netflix documentary. Yep. I have Ryan Blaney winning Talladega. He always seems to win that playoff Talladega race. Um, he didn't win it this year, but he didn't need to. In the past couple of years, he's needed to win it and did. And I have Chase Elliott winning the Roval. Um, he used to own that place. And I think it's, you know, now that he's going to be in the playoffs, he'll go back to winning, winning there. So those three advance other drivers advancing Travis include William Byron, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Truex or Martin Truex. That means I'm eliminating Ty Gibbs, Bush, um, Logano, and Brad Keselowski. Hmm. So that's your round of eight. The final three races, Homestead, uh, Las Vegas, Homestead and Martinsville. I think Kyle Larson will win Vegas. Hmm. It's a track that fits in very well. I think Christopher Bell will win Homestead. He won there last year. It's another track that fits his style of racing where you have to ride the wall. He's very good at that. And I have Denny Hamlin win in Martinsville.
2: Mm, Denny. So,
1: so, your championship four would be Larson, Bell, Hamlin, and then the final spot I have going to Truex.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, your eliminated drivers are Redick, Blaney, the defending champ, yeah. Chase Elliott, and William Byron all being eliminated. Mm. And... Championship four, Larson, Bell, Hamlin, Truex. I have Christopher Bell winning in Phoenix and winning the championship.
2: Christopher Bell.
1: He was running up front last year, had a chance at it, and he had that engine issue that took him out of the race early on. So I think he avoids that. We get another first-time winner, first-time cup winner, back-to-back years. That's my playoff prediction so that in November when we're talking about it, you can play this back and see how wrong I am.
2: I'll have to remember that. Yes.
1: So, there you we go. had
2: your season preview of the playoff drivers. Yep.
1: Christopher Bell is my pick to win the title. Mm. I think the Toyotas are going to be faster this year. There's going to be more Toyotas helping out. And I also look for quite a lot of Ford drivers to make it, but just not quite be there at the end. the The tracks, Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, don't line up well for Ford drivers. So that's that's why I, I, I think it'll be Larson, because Larson can run well, Vegas, Homestead. Martinsville's a little iffy on him, but I still feel Joe Gibbs is the team to beat. Even though they didn't haven't won a championship in a while. Uh, I still feel they're the team to beat.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So Denny comes up short again. Denny
1: comes up short again. Uh, yep
2: man i know
1: you're starting to turn on denny travis you're 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 kind of wanting it
2: <laughs> maybe when the season finally starts and he like wrecks somebody but it's not his fault it's their fault maybe i'll yep. start to yep. like uh oh yeah that's why i don't like this guy yep.
1: when he when he wins the atona 500 again he steps <laughs> again. out and says, i beat all your favorite drivers
2: i mean when he said that i I was like, okay, that was that was kind of funny.
1: The problem is, he won the Clash, and he said the same thing. I know. You got to think of new material. That was a little forced.
2: Yeah, you got to think of new material. <laughs> I beat your favorite driver. Which one? All Ooh. of them. <laughs> I just got there. That was a, a, I, I just got there. That was a great response.
1: So, but there we go. That is my NASCAR preview.
2: Um. Mm, I would be fine with that. Yeah. I like Christopher Bell.
1: Yeah, Christopher Bell, I he just keeps getting better and better each and every year. And as I said, the new Toyotas will help Joe Gibbs. They'll help all the Toyotas having the help of Legacy Motorsports. And I actually have Eric Jones Travis winning the last race of the regular season. It's in Darlington. He almost won it a couple years ago with that Legacy Motorsports team, uh, that 43. I think he'll win that race, but I think he'll be too far back in the points to really be able to make the playoffs. But I expect Legacy Motorsports to have a good year um, with John Hunter Niemicek and Eric Jones. That's a that's a good team right there um, driving Toyotas now. So that makes them the third Toyota team. So they'll have a lot more factory support from Toyota. Um, I really like that team as well. They could be a dark horse to get one, if not both, of their drivers in the playoffs.
2: And I didn't even mention,
1: Travis, someone like an Alex Bowman, who has won multiple races before, um, was running good last year until he got injured. Um, So I think this is one of the years where it's most in the air as far as the playoffs, because everyone's kind of no team. As I said, I think Joe Gibbs is the best team, but there aren't 16 top teams. But one mm-hmm. team I do expect not to have a, uh, someone in the playoffs, Travis, is Stuart Haas Motorsports. They Now that Kevin Harvick's gone, I just don't – I mean, I like Josh Berry a lot, but he is no Kevin Harvick. <laughs> and Noah Gregson fills in for um, Eric Amarola, who stepped back into a part-time role um, at the Xfinity level. So Noah Gregson gets another chance at the cup level. But I just those Fords have not been fast. It's just been Kevin Harvick carrying that team for the past two years, and now that he's gone and in the booth, I don't expect a whole lot out of that 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 team.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Kevin Harvick that's in the booth.
1: Yeah, up there with uh, Clint hm, mm-hmm.
2: So. But that's my NASCAR oh, boy. preview. Oh, we will joy. do
1: Daytona preview. We'll do Pick'em, and I'll also have some entertainment tomorrow as well.
2: Oh, yeah. I'll uh, try to lock down some entertainment uh, there as well. I have to look at that weekend.
1: up. You got duels tonight, trucks tomorrow, Xfinity on Saturday, and the Cup on Sunday, hopefully,
2: weather permitting. Yes, hopefully.
1: Otherwise, I'm going to be very tired on Monday because I'll stay up as late as that race takes. But... <laughs> They have lights they can they can hang around a while
2: they do Saturday they do looks lights. like more
1: of a rain chance Sunday looks like it'll clear off about noon, so maybe we'll be able to to get the race in a little bit later on
2: mm-hmm. okay, so. hopefully that happens
1: hopefully we're knocking on wood
2: fingers crossed yes. and uh sounded like someone was knocking at the door so uh we are gonna get out of here you kind of have to turn the music on here That's okay. So. Uh, That'll do it for us. We'll have a lot to talk about on tomorrow's program. So until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We're out of here. Peace.